Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Good morning to you all and it's good morning to uh, Bruce Edgar the new president of uh, Cricket Wellington. Uh, and Bruce, of course, has a career spanning almost five decades of going to the Basin Reserve, in particular former New Zealand uh, opening batsman, done pretty much everything that you can in the game, play, coach, advise, select. Uh, and now he's the president, the president, the head charang of Wellington Cricket. Good morning to you, Bruce. Lovely to talk to you, mate. Hi, Smelly. How are you? Yeah, I'm, well. I'm good, mate. Uh, look, I remember um, back in the days of uh, Stewie Dempster, uh, when you're out there opening the batting for, for his invitation side, seems so damn long ago. But since that point onwards, you've um, been so close to Wellington Cricket. So becoming president, uh, how proud are you of that? Oh, I'll, you know, I'm thrilled, Smithy. It's uh, something that I didn't envisage when I was a six-year-old playing at Combini Park, that I'll end up being the president. But uh, it's funny how uh, life's beauty takes you. And, yeah, I just love the game. Um, you know, I want to see it thrive. don't want to, you know, see it down in the doldrums like it, like it was a few years, you know, going back a few years. But it's just been on and on, upwards and upwards. And um, Cricket Bonington is doing some great things. And, uh, and I want to be able to help. It's... It's a hit role, of course, but um, as I said, I just love the game and want to help in any way that I can and, you know, bridge any gaps between, you know, club cricket, community cricket, men's and women's game, see the juniors thrive and the participation rates go up and maybe see a few umpires and coming back into the game and scores being involved. So it's, it's a big community, big family. So, yeah, and, and, if, and if the game's thriving, it means... You know, we're seeing development, we're seeing kids, you know, grow and develop and become black caps and, 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 and white fans. So that, that's really, that's the essence of it, is just seeing the grain grow. So, so the title president as such means it's a fully, um, it, it's involved in the administration, the decision making, as opposed to just sort of being the guy that sits at the head of, ta- at the, head of the table at lunch in the Norwood room. Is that, is, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Oh no, no, it's not not decision making. Um, there's a board for that, um, and uh, you know there's a governance uh, group that, that's put in place. And uh, David Howman is, is the, the chair, and uh, Cam Mitchell is the CEO, and there's a strong board around that. So I'm there as an observer, and hopefully they'll use me and get some ideas off me, and you know utilise any experience that I've had because you know at the end of the day, from a a playing or coaching perspective, I've only 
just been out of the, the coaching role of the five boots for the last 10 years, which I did for four years as coach. And um, you know, I was on the board of Cricket Wellington when they emerged, uh, sorry, merged from uh, Hutt Valley and the Wellington Cricket Association got together and I was keen to get together at that point and help out. I did that for about four years um, before I went off to Australia. So I've been involved in cricket all that time and you know it's like snooze, you love the game. We love the game and we just want to see it grow. So um, I always look at Wellington cricket and I think if Wellington cricket is strong then that's a good sign uh, for New Zealand cricket. Uh, what are the numbers uh, like in, in terms of your club seen uh, down there, Bruce, at the moment. Are, are they dwindling a wee bit? I mean, secondary school cricket through to club cricket because uh, that, to me, is one of the big worries in the game around most of the country. But how, how are Wellington looking? Well, look, it's early days for me yet. I actually haven't seen those numbers, but I think the challenge for anyone in today's times is you know, what alternatives do you have in, in sport? And I think... Um, you know, with cricket, it's, it's actually developing games and creating games that ha- have appeal for different age groups, um, different needs. You know, families might say, well, I don't want to spend all day at cricket, so have a shortened version where you turn up and it might be an hour and a half. Uh, and then you've got, you know, club players that may be only able to play, you know, once every couple of weeks, so it's, it's a 30 or 40 over game, so... It's, it's how you keep the participation rates up. And I think that's a challenge in anything that we're doing today because people are so busy and it's obviously a different environment that we're in at the moment. But And I, it's always been a challenge in schools as well. So, you know, I've always had an, an interest and we went to Rongatai and we had some success there. Um, but then it, it fell away. It's, it's how you bring that back into the frame and you know, nurture and develop them and, and see the game and participation numbers grow again. But it doesn't necessarily have to be on a Saturday. It can be can be midweek. It can be after school. It could be the playgrounds, cricket competition or the tennis ball. and It, it could be anything. And, and you just define it as cricket and whatever shape or form that takes. And then you find people out of that that might bubble up to the next stage, and who knows, you know, they turn into national players. Bruce, uh, you've travelled um, as a cricketer, but you've also relocated from time to time in, in terms of the family and, and tried other things in life, but I would imagine uh, a part of your heart has always been with the Basin Reserve, the, the now shallow Basin Reserve. Now tell us what, what the, old, uh, the old girl means to you. Oh, it means a hell of a lot. You know, I think one of the things that you touched on right at the start was um, Stewie Dempster and being involved um, in his his squads. You know, we were, and you were part of it as well, you know, part of Stewie's boys. And and, and we used to turn up to the basin and we'd see the Wellington team training and then we'd get an opportunity to train on, on the hallowed turf. And there's so much history to the ground, you know, there's... It's it's been going a long time in terms of test cricket and international cricket, and actually the atmosphere and being part of it, you know, and, you know, one of the big memories for me was actually seeing you know, Brendan McCullum score 300 there uh, when I was selecting them. There's special times, and, and, and BJ Watling and you know beating India and you know all the other teams coming through, and it's quite and it's quite challenging. You know, it was like. 
you know, it was it was terrifying too. It was um, my second game for, for Wellington was playing Northern Districts, and I was playing against uh, one of my favourite uh, players, which was Richard Collins. And uh, in those days, we didn't have helmets, and he managed to hit me on the nose. So our friendship went out the door for about three weeks after that. But you know, we reignited our friendship soon after. But you know, watching Richard Hadley and being in the same team as him and, and with you, and uh, you know, just the whole atmosphere and, and, and feeling feeling part of cricket in, a, in an environment where generally people in Wellington understand the game and, and they're quite knowledgeable, and so. That absolute as well, plus all the history that's gone with it. Well, for me, it's always, um, from a commentary point of view, one of the great grounds to go to. It's just got that feeling, and I'll never forget the glory days where it was Boxing Day at the Basin, and the, the crowd was absolutely, it was chocker, uh, and the, the buzz around the ground on that first morning was something special. However, um, we, we come and go. Maybe they'll come back to that one day. Um, look, <laughs> what, what do you miss about... The hands on the coaching side of the Black Caps, because as a selector, of course, you you were uh, part of uh, part of this process because uh, you were picking some of these guys when they were first coming into international cricket. So, um, do you miss the hands on approach to cricket that you've had? Um, oh yes and no. It's uh, it's quite challenging, uh, you know, from a from a selection role. You know, you live and die by the sword and the performances of the teams, but. What I really enjoy is seeing people develop and and move on and uh, you know grow and become successful in the game and um, and and yeah you're right and and even sort of more latterly with um, people like Devon Conway um, you know often you know, remember the time we were standing he just arrived from South Africa and we're having an inter-squad game at the Basin Reserve and he. He was watching the game. He introduced himself. He's one of the nicest guys you could ever, ever meet. Very humble. And, and he was watching, and I said, look, um, I've heard about your reputation. I know you're scoring runs from Victoria University and just, you know, scoring runs in the sleep type thing. You put a mask over your eyes and you still score runs. I said, we're short of a um, player um, for our next inter-squad game. We have to check out the bats from um, I need to somehow get you in the team. So would you mind keeping and, and, and filling in that role? And so you just, you know, maneuver your way in. And I said, unfortunately, you'll have to bat at 10. <laughs> and he said, I will do anything that you want. And he came in, kept really well, had a bit of a hit. And I've still got the team sheet at home, which I've never shown you. And I said, look, haven't things changed? Haven't, haven't you moved on from here? So he came into the team and then never looked back, played in everything, and then just scored runs in every competition and became the you know, best player in Plunkett Shield, T20 and one day cricket. So, and seeing him develop um, as a player on the world stage was just so thrilling. Um, getting people like Jimmy Neesham to Wellington to, to resurrect his career and see how well he, he's done. Um, you know, he was languishing down in Otago, but he took the opportunity. People like Hamish Bennett, Michael Bracewell, Logan Van Beek, you know. Plus, seeing our own local players develop, um, like Ben Sears and um, Rachin Ravindra and, uh, and others, you know. So it's, it's, it's been a good blend, and it's certainly kept 
the locals on their toes when others come in, but it's also seeing the growth in the local players as well to match that. Well, one of the things you, you uh, will proudly oversee, on, on co- uh, of course, is the development um, and the burgeoning success of, of women's cricket, uh, including uh, the Wellington Blazers, which is one of the forerunners, of course, uh, in the competition. Um, the future of, of women's cricket looks pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, people like Amelia Kerr and Sophie Devine, uh, you know, leading the charge and, um, you know, Liz Perry and, um, you know, you know they're, they're, they're good players. It's it's really great to see them playing sort of technically and um, and watching Amelia. Um, I know how hard Sophie hits the ball. You know, she gets it a long way and it's great when she's in action and pumping them over the boundary line. You know, you go, wow. Actually, wish I could have finished as, as far as that when I was playing. Um, and Amelia, you know, just with her, um, her batting and how that's come on, but also her ability to bowl legs spin and wrongs and, uh, and, and be a really tactical bowler and make it so hard for, for opposition players. So, yeah, so they're great role models and, and good for, for, for young girls to see and aspire to. So... There's plenty of plenty of opportunity there, and 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 you know it's great going for the game to see double hitters. Um, you know, there's the, the Blades are playing before the Firebirds, and, and the Firebirds are they are supporting the Blades, and, and then vice versa when the Firebirds are playing. So it's it's a, it's a nice atmosphere. Chances of uh, I'm pretty bullish actually. Uh, the way we're playing cricket around the world in the various forms, I'm actually quite bullish uh, about our chances in this T20 World Cup. What, what do you think? Oh, we've got as much chance as anyone. Um, yeah, and I I do feel reasonably bullish because the guys, you know, a few of them have been playing in the IPL, so they've actually had some exposure, um, you know, to the conditions. Um, I think the biggest challenge for any of the teams will just be adapting to the nature of their pitches, um, setting expectations in terms. It was a bit like when we were in Bangladesh, you know, under Glenn Pocknell and Tom Latham. The guys learnt so quickly in a short space of time, and I thought they they gave the Bangladeshis a good run for their money. In fact, I thought we came out of it stronger than what they did. Even though the result was um, in, in Bangladesh's favour, I thought that we actually challenged them much harder, not with our number one team, but we learned to play in the conditions and actually probably could have turned it around by winning another couple of games on that trip. So I just went to the conditions, um, setting the expectations in terms of, you know, is 150, 170 what you're after, or is it slightly less? And how we go about it, um, and then obviously blending, you know, the spin, spin of pace and the pace off, and you know, we've got guys that can adapt pretty well. Because one thing that you always hear about the guys saying is, is that they're always learning and improving. And guys like Devin Conway and Kane Williamson, and how you get better each time. And I think that's that's something that these guys can actually. You know, look forward to and say, well, how do we how do we win in these conditions? And I'll be studying it really hard. Bootsy, uh, Bruce, it's been great to catch up with you, mate. I, I look forward to um, 
indulging in some of um, El Presidente's budget in the Norwood room at some stage. Uh, that would be nice. Well, mate, you're, you're first on the list. So um, I look forward to sitting at a table somewhere, somewhere with you and, uh, and sharing a wine or a beer um, in between your commentaries. So um, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. I'll make sure, when you're hosting, I'll make sure I have the day off. Hey, mate, <laughs> great, 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 to, great to catch up with you, mate. And uh, hey, all the best in the new role. You certainly deserve it. No one's given more to Wellington cricket than you. So congratulations. Cheers, Billy. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah, Bruce Edgar there, folks, uh, one of uh, New Zealand's very finest uh, for a long period of time with John Wright. They went out and took on the might of the West Indies, Australia, etc., when their fast bowlers were at their peak, uh, and his ability to withstand and to try and blunt attacks. was uh, That was the true nature of opening the batting back in those days, and uh, he was terrific, really terrific at it.